It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D, and welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side, recapping the Miami Dolphins' victory 30-15 to over the Pittsburgh Steelers in a major upset, one that rejuvenates the Miami Dolphins' season. Here with Paul Pickin and Brian Catanzaro, you can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on iTunes, or on YouTube. Paul, taking a look at this from the beginning, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers coming into this game averaging 28 points a game. Yeah, this is one that we were predicting 34, 37 points from the Steelers. Dolphins' defense uncharacteristically shut them down. Yeah, it's, it's Vance Joseph suddenly out of the ether decided to rejoin the rest of the world and actually look at the talent of his players. All of a sudden, Byron Maxwell looked almost like an all-pro out there because he got moved up on the ball and went into press man which gave the defensive line time to actually get to the quarterback. Even though they didn't have the highest sack total in this game, I've never, ever seen Roethlisberger tossed around like a ragdoll like he was in this game. That was just absolutely impressive. Holding the Steelers under 100 yards passing until late in the fourth quarter when all they could do is throw. And J.H.I.A. also rejuvenates himself. A breakout performance, 204 yards on the ground, sets the tone for the Dolphins, allowed them to be a lot more run-heavy in this contest. We'll get to that in just a moment with our grades. Paul, looking at the quarterback position, Ryan Tannehill, we've been pretty hard on in recent weeks, but came out, uh, moved the ball, didn't turn it over. How would you grade his performance? I I actually give Tannehill an A here. He, He moved the ball, he made some calls at the line, that really resulted in some very positive plays, whether it was calling his own number or calling somebody else's. And if you look at early in this game, the Dolphins could have blown this game wide open. And I don't put any of that on Tannehill that they didn't because he was hit. He hit two receivers in the hands on two of the first couple of drives, and it got dropped in the end zone. On top of that, he threw a touchdown pass to uh, Dominique Jones in the back of the end zone. And the only ones that could be to blame here is either Jones or Gray because neither one of them decided to get on the line of scrimmage when they split wide, right? So there was an illegal formation call. So, I mean, that's really three touchdown passes over the course of two drives. Obviously, one of them wouldn't have counted if the other one did. But Tannehill looked impressive here. He actually used his legs a little again. Yeah, he did use his legs, threw on the run more. And what I liked are those two deep throws, one to Marquise Gray, another one to Jarvis Landry, where he's actually taking shots down the field. What do you have to lose in that situation? Yeah, 24 for 32, um, four drops. I mean, some of them were harder than others, but uh, it's hard to blame Tannehill for anything. He should get a lot of credit in this game. I'm going to give him an A-. minus. Uh, looking at the running back spot, obviously, Jay Ajaye, 204 yards on the ground and two touchdowns, that bell cow. And I think the Dolphins commentators at the end of the game were really saying something, too. Nobody really wanted to tackle tackle him toward the end of the game. I don't think it mattered if they did want to. I mean, he, even when they tried, he, he was snowplowing people in this game. Um, I like the fact that Gase didn't really spell him all that much. I did like the use of Jadamian Williams. Uh, but really, it's it's he rode the hot hand with Ajayi, and Ajayi ran with some serious heart there. And I I think the biggest thing that we've seen in a couple of seasons was the way that he slammed that coffin door shut at, at the end of the game. And when all they needed was a first down, he saw the opening and, and really put the game completely out of reach. So bravo to him. I mean, the guy ran for 200-plus yards. 
you can't give him anything but an A here. I've got to give him an A too. Yeah, and this is not only a great performance, but something you can start to really build the team around. Unless this is an aberration, the wider uh, the receiver and tight end spots, Paul. Uh, Jarvis Landry, seven catches for 91 yards. Devontae Parker, only 28 yards, but five catches. Um, how would you grade the receivers and the tight end? Yeah, they did have the two deep plays, but and I also liked a lot of what I saw out of Marquise Gray and uh, Dominique Jones. Deion Sims had the, the egregious touchdown drop. They had the costly illegal formation penalty that you can't put on any of, anyone other than the tight ends. Uh, and then, you know, Park, Parker had some good plays, and, and he had a few where he had lackluster effort again, and Kenny Stills was invisible. So despite the fact that Jarvis Landry played well, I think really there was a, a lot left out there that could have been better. I have to give these guys a B, but there were some pretty good and promising performances out, out of several of them. Yeah, well, Jarvis Landry gets definitely a gold star uh, for this performance. Devontae Parker, yeah, he dropped... You know, drop is a strong word, but there were two passes in the end zone that he could have caught, and he's got to come down with some of these, show some more aggressiveness. What I like is what the Dolphins' offense started to look in this game like the Broncos' offense under Adam Gase, where, hey, you know, Devontae Parker, if they're playing 10 yards off him, cut an out route and take the five, six easy yards. I think the Dolphins should do that more often. I'd like to see Leontay Carew get a little bit more involved, too. The tight end spot, what's interesting is when you when Tannehill is doing Doing those play actions, they were they were keeping the tight end in a lot to block, and that allowed them to slow release that tight end. Also, uh, gave Tannehill a lot more protection. I'll, I'll give these units uh, a B plus. The offensive line, Paul, uh, left side of the line, Brandon Albert and Laramie Tunzel coming back from injury, walling off the left side of the line of the, of the Pittsburgh Steelers so many times. Uh, springboarded Jay Ajayi forward, allowed them to not only protect Tannehill, but also establish themselves on the ground. Mike Pouncey coming back looks like he's rounding into form. What was interesting is after some early penalties by Juwan James, uh, Craig Urbick takes over at right guard. Bushrod moves to right tackle. Better results there, too. I think you're, I think Juwan James could officially be in trouble as of right now. But overall, the offensive line set the tone. I'm going to give this unit an A-. minus. I'm actually going to give this unit an A-plus here, and this is based on somewhat the improvement, but also the fact that they did have a little bit of that next-man-up philosophy at various times throughout the game. Jerron Bushrod went to the locker room, uh, reportedly wanted being cramps. Larry Tunzel went to the locker room, reportedly wanted being cramps. Uh, and Steen and Urban came out in, in those scenarios as well and, and really didn't miss a beat. You saw this offensive line not just making their blocks and controlling the line of scrimmage, not just keeping Tannehill upright all game, but also on the runs downfield with Ajayi. As much as Ajayi ran over around and through people, these guys were running down the field, you know, 20, 30 yards and snow plowing people out of the way. Um, you know, there was a lot of hard ice off in this line and it was really the top seven guys there. Absolutely a plus here for me. Yeah. They move into the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Cameron Wake, uh, again, two or three times a game when he gets on the field, a reasonable amount of time, he's able to create the pressure. Um, Le'Veon Bell couldn't get started. Constant pressure on Ben Roethlisberger, Andre Branch with a sack and a half here on the defensive line. Uh, and Dominican Sue played a lot better than he did in the last contest. Uh, the Dolphins were controlling the uh, the line of scrimmage offensively and defensively up front. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give this unit a B plus. Paul? 
Uh, I'm actually going to give these guys an A minus. I really, really like the continued growth that we're seeing out of Andre Branch. Um, still don't like Chris Jones being on the field. And, and one thing in the statistics that you that, you know probably is going to cover for both the linebackers and the defensive line here is that 60-yard run by Hayward Bay. While it was a pretty egregious one early in the game, should have never happened. There, there was an absolute ticky tack penalty called on Jason Jones that. It didn't look like anything to me, um, and I've seen more, a lot more egregious ones not get called, and that really gave the Steelers new life on that drive. Next play, 60-yard run by Hayward Bay on an end around for a touchdown. Wipes eight points off the yeah, board, I could but do also without, 60 rushing yards out. I could do without Jason Jones and Chris Jones right now. Jason Jones a little bit better against the run, but yeah, Andre Branch, I'm hoping he, he has more success finding the football because against the on third down, he does a great job. Uh, linebackers, uh, Kiko Alonso, you know, it's always good. It's bad. It's good. It's bad. I thought this was a good one for him. Um, and Neville Hewitt played a, a very good game. Looked like he belonged out there, too, covering Xavier Grimble uh, and Jesse James all over, all over the field. Um, kind of looks like that that miniature John Jelani Jenkins may even be playing better than Jenkins right now. Um, given, the, given the stats on defense, I, I'm going to give this unit a B+. Plus. Yeah, I'm going to sit right there with you on the B+. Plus. It's, I mean, there was an interesting rotation amongst the linebacker core yet again. But but in reality, I mean, Kiko's the one guy that stays out there and everybody else is situational, which I'm fine with. I don't have any, any issue with, it, with them having that rotation like I do with some of the defensive line rotation. And it really worked well in this game. Like we said before, you can knock 60 yards off the ball without, or off the running game without that ticky-tack call by the officials. So good for them. Absolutely B+. Plus. The secondary, I mean, Rashad Jones, the Dolphins have lost for the year, which is a darn shame. Great interception by him. Um, Issa Abdul Kudus, I think I finally said that correctly, had another interception right in position. And I don't know what got into Byron Maxwell in that game. Uh, I mean, going up against Antonio Brown, I mean, you're talking about going up against one of the, the two best receivers in the league. Absolutely shut him down. I don't know where that came from. Tony Lippett as well at the other cornerback spot. I thought played well. Uh, the only touchdown that was given up was by Chemdi Chekwa uh, toward the end of the former Dolphin cast off uh, Kobe Hamilton. I, I like what this unit did. To me, they they showed some amazing things in this game. I'm going to give them an A. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm borderline almost giving them an A+. It's the Steelers have one of the best top-to-bottom receiving cores in the entire league. I don't think anybody can debate that. Anybody that does is, is obviously drinking more than most of us Dolphins fans have been. But it's amazing how when the secondary is deployed correctly, using a press man corner as a press man corner, not only is he able to play to his abilities, he's able to play with a lot more confidence and, and aggression because he's comfortable. And all of a sudden, you see the Byron Maxwell is shining out Antonio Brown. Nobody's completing passes on his side of the field for the most part. And, and it's a whole different defense. Uh, the secondary was all over the field today. I'm going to miss the hell out of Rashad Jones. I, I will sit there and argue till I'm blue in the face. What he has done over the past season and a half is the absolute best safety that the Dolphins have ever seen. And people can, can throw any of the names from history at me. And there are some ones that I love, but I, I have to give these guys an A-plus here. It's amazing what shutting them down did and allowed the defensive line to do. Some more Jake Scott's not smiling, Paul, but I, I agree with I you. I know. Rashad Jones, 
Rashad Jones, uh, Rashad Jones, phenomenal, and we're going to miss him here too. Um, one player who may be in trouble is Andrew Franks, uh, five for eight on field goals this year, missed a fifty-yard attempt, had another one blocked. He, t- he tends to have that low trajectory uh, on on his kicks. Punting, Matt Darda did a phenomenal job. Jarvis Landry definitely did his job on returns, as did Joaquin Grant. Coverage was great overall. You know, the Andrew Franks having missing two field goals takes this from an A minus down to a B B minus for me. Yeah, I'm gonna actually go with a C plus because the Dolphins of any other week this season, Andrew Franks would have cost them the game either. It's you know you've got you've already got the back break of those touchdowns being called back or being dropped or what have you. And then you have that follow it up. And, and it's very easy to fall into that, you know, that's so Brown's quicksand uh, when, when things like that happen. Your kicker's supposed to be the guy that bails you out when, when, when stuff gets deep. And I don't think we can count on that from him at this point, which is unfortunate. He seems like a good kid. But I'd rather have, you know, an asshole like Janikowski out there kicking than him at this point because at least you know he's going to make the damn kick. Right. That will wrap up our grades here for the Steelers-Dolphins matchup. And to me, Paul, this this win, when you look at pounding the football, winning on the offensive line, and getting Tannehill rolling out more, this has to be the template for the Miami Dolphins moving forward. Because if, if they go back to their old self next game and they can't protect the quarterback, they're going five wide and doing these dump-off passes, I think they're going to be in the exact same spot they were before. Yeah. They, without Rashad Jones, they definitely need to be getting those points up on the board. And, and they can't afford to stall out like they did early in this game. So there is room for improvement based on, on what we saw this week, which is a good thing. There's, there certainly is. And on to the Buffalo Bills-Miami Dolphins matchup, which we will also cover here on the Finn side. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and iTunes. Paul, who's your, who's your stud of this game? Who really stood out for you? I've been brutal to the guy for several weeks now, so I've got to give him his retribution here. I didn't believe in him anymore, and he proved me wrong. Vance Joseph. Uh, he went ahead and he applied his players in the correct fashion against one of the most explosive offenses in the league. And if he can continue to do that, hey, I- I'm willing to-, to say I was wrong. This guy absolutely deployed this defense in a way that, that could be pretty dangerous for a lot of different teams out there. Uh, I've got to give Joseph the stud of the game here. I'll take the easy one. I'll say Jay Ajayi, 204 yards. Looked like that Marshawn Lynch type to me. One great comparison I was talking with somebody about is Marion Barber. Uh, just that pounder up the middle. Um, and I look forward to seeing more of him. My dud of the game is going to go to Andrew Franks. Two missed field goals. Um, needs to pick it up in that respect. Paul, who's somebody who stuck out for you for bad reasons? Well, you, 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 took, you took the gimme on that one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to actually I'm gonna go with Devontae Parker then. Uh, I was going to go with Franks as well, but let's give, give folks somebody else to think about. And mainly because, yes, on a lot of plays, Parker is putting that effort out there. But there are so many other plays where there's lackluster effort and, and there are plays that cost the team. You go back and you look at when Brandon Marshall was a Dolphin. Uh, he single-handedly cost the team several games because of lackluster effort on, on individual passes. You've got to have all the heart in the world. Let's face it, you, you, at most, if you're Jarvis Landry, you're getting 10 or 12 passes most games. Um, if if not less, you, know, you can put that hell of a lot of effort in on those plays. It's it's not hard to do, and you've got plays in between typically. So 
play your ass off in those couple of plays where your number's called, and he's not doing that right now. He needs to step up, and I'm not sure how exactly Gase is going to get that through. Yeah, Parker can roll out of bed and play receiver. He's that talented. Uh, That'll do it for our breakdown of the Pittsburgh Steelers-Miami Dolphins matchup. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and iTunes. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it's on the fit side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the fence side. side. It ain't the left side, left side or the right, right side. side. Then it must be the fence side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in To see what Brian, Cat, and Paul about to do again We rep our team, you can't change, stop or ruin it All we need is to figure what to do to win Fans radio, live and direct Win or lose, we're showing up for every contest No puppet talk, it's all raw and unfiltered Voice of the fans when the season looks peculiar Rock an apple orange over here, then you familiar through our speakers to fulfill the crap we have to hear about our team and all the latest news. Vets, the rookies trying to make the team paying dues. Current players and alumni interviews. City to city, state to state, follow the moves. Call the hotline, Dolphins talk, set to go. Best sports team and show all across the globe. Fin. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. side. It ain't the left side. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.